0: building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. So I'm just looking now um, at our page we've actually started a new Facebook group called building better relationships at work and home with Angela and Patty and that's where we're streaming the video today and I'm going to look at uh, how I can share that also so and that's what I'm doing as well <laughs> right it's a little interesting isn't it so I'm waiting for it to come up on the phone so I can share that. So any of you who are watching today, you can join that Facebook group and that's where we're going to be posting our monthly podcasts on building better relationships. And Patty is a leadership coach and work-life balance coach and... um, I'm a love and relationship coach with technical challenges on Facebook. <laughs> Still trying to find out how to share it on, on my private page. It's not giving me that option. But anyway. So, for those of you who are joining today, have a look at our um, description. We're looking at the many masks of loneliness. And we've got a couple of links there. Patty's got an amazing couple of blogs. Um, and we'll talk about that later, Patty. But I, I love the title of it. It's called the imposter syndrome. Do you feel like an imposter? So our title today, "The Many Masks of Loneliness," is really about why do we wear those masks, and a little bit of a review of what are the causes of loneliness in our our world today. So, Patty, can you share what? how did we come to this topic? I know both you and I have (laughs) deep feelings about loneliness. Um, Yeah, so can you share what brought us to, or brought you to consider this topic for our group?
1: Well, with the world today, there's a lot of lonely people. And with the suicide rate up very high, and with it touching a lot of people personally, loneliness is one of the The signs. So that's why you and I talked about loneliness and all the lonely people, and that it's something that to both of us is something that we're both passionate about, about helping the lonely. We don't like to see what's been going on in the world and also not seeing it to people close to us or around us. So that's why we're talking about the mini masks of loneliness so that people see the warning signs and reach out, it may save, save a life.
0: Exactly. It's, it's pretty full on. Loneliness actually leads to a lot of situations that after you hear what happens to someone who maybe is in a bad situation or suicide, you think, what could I have done differently? right and we'll look at a couple of things today that perhaps stop us from reaching out Um, and the other interest for me as a relationship coach is that I'm seeing people who are dating who may be lonely and are not getting to some of the root causes of what creates that feeling of loneliness so they date in ways that is quite aimless And I hope today I can share a few pointers as to get to the root causes of what's creating your loneliness, not just look at dating as a way to go out and find someone to fill the void. So we all use escape as a way to um, have fun and maybe to avoid some of our loneliness or to avoid some of our feelings. But if you do that in dating, it ends up creating um, cycles of more feelings of isolation and loneliness or not being able to connect So I definitely want to share a few reasons as to why that loneliness is there and how to um, go beyond looking for something to fill the void and and looking at creating uh, better connections. So, Patty, can you share the um, research that you found on the signs of loneliness?
1: Yes. I may read, read a few of them, so I'll be looking down. People who are lonely like to shop a lot and they care about material possessions. They binge watch TV. They feel they don't get enough sleep. So they're constantly tired. A study published in 2011 linked loneliness to sleep fragmentation, which is defined as an awakening that. Disrupts the normal stages of our sleep. In other words, it's when you can't sleep through the night and are continuously waking up. They take a lot of hot showers or baths for comfort. They catch a lot of colds and they're sick a lot. They feel depressed. They spend a lot of time on social media. A study found that heavy use of social media was associated with feelings of social isolation. Those who spend more than two hours a day on social media were twice as likely to feel lonely than those that spent 30 minutes or less on social media platforms. Loneliness is both a cause and a consequent, consequence of becoming disconnected from others. Loneliness and social isolation have a strong scientific relationship with the development of mood disorders and depression. In 2010, a study found that loneliness spreads through, sp- spreads through, through other people feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. So if you're hanging out with people that are lonely, you start taking on that loneliness. So it, it spreads.
0: That's really interesting because I've noticed in general in the dating world, Um, I don't date, I'm in a relationship, but I'm around people who are in the dating uh, scene and there's a sense of negativity and that is part of that. It's that contagious effect where if other people are having bad experiences like ghosting or uh, people not not being authentic, so they Mm -hmm. lie about stuff or they basically just cheat (laughs) and date a lot of people, um, that starts to generate a contagious feeling of, well, this isn't really a, a safe place or a place where I can be authentic and, and not wear a mask because you don't know if people are lying. So then you start to wear a mask or start to be capable. dodge
1: Dodge them as well because they're dodging you or dodge other people because that's what's happened to you. It's kind of like a cycle
0: interesting so we develop behaviors because we're not being treated authentically or we're not being treated honestly we develop behaviors to protect ourselves and get cagey as a result yes interesting (laughs) so the other thing from the research that was interesting patty for me was um if you spend more than two hours a day you're twice as likely to feel lonely than if you spend 30 minutes or less on social media. So we've talked about social media before. Right. But it's interesting how when you're addicted to the social media, it actually starts to generate more feelings of loneliness and feelings of, um, well, I don't have a life. So you get stuck in a cycle connected to the phone or the social media.
1: Right, or comparison comparing themselves to somebody else. It's kind of funny. Somebody had said to me a few days ago that nobody pretty much puts their dirty laundry on social media. They only show the highlights. So I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, because I guess people also don't feel like they want to be associated with their dirty laundry And so it creates a false sense of reality that we're connecting two people through. So we're actually connecting through the mask, not with the real person. But that also creates more disconnect, a feeling of not being able to authentically know the person.
1: Right, because if you think about it, your friends and knows your friends and your family And your spouse or your partner, they know all of the dirty stuff about you. And they still
0: love you anyways. (laughs) That's what's funny in the dating process, because in the dating process, you present this kind of false self, this ideal self. And then as a person gets to know you, we secretly want them to accept us, right? We want that deep, I love you just the way you are, like the Billy Joel song. But really, we also don't want to expose that part of ourselves where we feel like, oh, they're not going to like that and what if I, you know, release gas in front of them? What are they going to think? (laughs) But those are all uh, little bumps in the road that actually develop the connection and we become kind of too judgmental. What I've seen in the dating process for a lot of people, they get too judgmental or they get too, with, too fake too, too quickly so they won't let that other side of themselves be seen early on. And then it kind of comes out anyway and exposes themselves so people are not good at lying, basically. Why, um, why do you feel, Patty, that we wear these masks? We've already reviewed a few things, but what other reasons have you seen?
1: I feel that we wear these masks because we're ashamed or embarrassed and we don't want people to know that we are lonely. So we put up these masks, especially in social media. Like I was talking about, nobody, nobody airs their dirty laundry out there. And I don't know why there's that shame or embarrassment. We need to reach out more to people and become friends and get to know people and say, hey, you want to go out for a coffee? You want to go out for lunch? And really get to know people. And I think if we do, they will be less lonely people because they have friends that they can talk to,
0: share a coffee, share a laugh. Do you have any tips Or tricks like when, say, for example, because you've done a lot of building bridges in the work arena and the workplace. Um, So what if you have a colleague that's like a little bit, you don't quite get on with their personality, but you feel like just so you can make a bit more authentic relationship, do you have any tips on how to build that?
1: Well, I think it depends on the person and your personality. But building better bridges is good for everybody in the workplace. Reaching out and actually talking and realizing they're a human being, you're a human being, we all make mistakes, we all do stupid stuff. Let's move past it. And just saying, hello, how, how's your day going? Or good morning or good night. Just those subtle little things can make a difference to somebody's day. Totally ignoring somebody is punishment. So just being the better person and, and reaching out and saying hello.
0: Isn't that fascinating? You've just made me realise we've withdrawn from some of the formalities, social formalities of face-to-face working with people and living with people. We've forgotten things like, oh, hi, how are you going? Or good morning? Or how do you feel today? How are you? We've forgotten those basics because of maybe becoming so connected through digital means. We or we just sort of take people for granted, and,
1: and you know what else is is happening too um, through the phone. People text people, and then they don't get any acknowledgement back, and that's also causing people feeling rejected or oh they don't they don't care enough about me to to respond back. That's also happening as well.
0: Yeah, so they're mixing up what we would normally use in a face-to-face communication with digital communication. And I know I'm really bad at responding to some texts, but my phone doesn't actually notify me for some text messages. I'll get some messages, but I won't get others. And then I get them the next day and then I'm responding and I'm thinking, gosh, I don't know what they think of me, but I'm thinking I can't keep up with the messages.
1: (laughs) I have a friend that I know it's going to be three days later, she responds to me and that's okay because I know that about her and we laugh about it.
0: It's a brain pattern. (laughs) (laughs) like. I remember that message she's got a good memory at least she has a memory for it
1: yeah she does respond back
0: so there's a lot of um there's more messages coming at people today but it's actually how do you connect in a heartfelt way in in replying to that message and Mm -hmm. um one of the ways to reach out as well was um, I'm not good with messages on the phone, say for example, but I might have a thought of a friend.
1: Taking a quick break
0: for our sponsors. And it can be a thought that comes once and then it comes again, maybe. And those times I know that's time to reach out to the person. So I might just send a text where I, I just say something like, Hey, how are you going? Uh, what's up? How are you feeling? Uh, Because I know that I don't, that doesn't happen to me unless there's something there for me to connect with the person. Have you found that you have those thoughts, Patty? Yeah, I have a,
1: a good friend. Her and I were born on the same day. We're four years apart. But it's amazing. It's like when somehow I know or she knows when we need something, she'll, um, she'll send me a Bible verse and it's so funny when she sends it. It's like, I needed it at that, at that moment, something was happening in my life. Same. I'll send her a uh, inspirational text or, or say, Hey, how's it going? It's really weird, but it's, it's very good. And, um, makes you feel good because they're thinking of you at that moment. And two, when you think of somebody, you should reach out and say hi because there's a reason for it.
0: It's so important. It's like our heart connection to the person or our um, that part of you that's not from your mind. And, right. Um, another tip I have for those of you in the dating process or using apps to connect to people, don't get sucked into thinking all of the games that people are playing because I hear that too. A lot of people think people use the apps to play games. They do. Uh, And I've got more information to share about why people play games.
1: And when you say
0: play games, what exactly does that mean? It's when they're saying they want to meet you for like Ah. three or four weeks and they never... Arrange to meet you, so they start to build up this BS, this story about either their attraction to you, um, why they like you, or it could be some BS about themselves that they are a great person and they really have so much to offer you. Or they start going into fantasy land about what could happen between the two of you, or they might get um, games such as "I really want to see you," and then they never answer, the texts that you've sent. So some of the games which people we've mentioned before where you're sending a message and there's no response for days and then suddenly out of the blue there's a response and you think they're playing with your mind, Could um, kind of make you feel insecure or feel like, yeah, I don't really need you. I'm, I've got, you know, five other people that I'm texting at the time and uh, I've got another hookup tonight, so I'm fine. Um, so you get really... Um, I've seen a lot of people with dating apps go into hysteria because they start making up stories about what the person is doing. And there could be some truth to it, but they don't know. So their mind goes down this rabbit hole and just keeps going. And you've got to stop that and, and really start to go, oh, okay, so they haven't responded. What do I actually feel about that? Because that's more important, not what rabbit hole the person could be exploring. (laughs) What you're feeling is more important. Do you feel neglected? Do you feel like disrespected? Or do you feel turned off because this person isn't really engaging? That's the most important bit. Um, Like what you're sharing with your friend, Patty, she's tapping into the best part of you. She's sending you the Bible verses. she's inspiring you because you're about inspiration and you give that to others and she's reciprocating that back. So what I see in the dating apps when people go into game playing, it's like they are talking to their lower aspect. And then if you're at Mm. the receiving end and you go down that rabbit hole, it doesn't go anywhere pretty. So you have to really see that, oh, no, I don't want to go there and go into a a more um, deeper connection about what you are feeling in the moment. Do you think dating apps cause more loneliness? There's actually research to prove that at the moment. That some I saw some Australian research from a few years ago. Uh, and it's, it's not only the dating apps, but it's the hookup apps, the apps that are sometimes for dating but also for hookups. And people start to feel... The app is more about hooking up than connection and they start to um, feel like they're missing that actual connection that they're looking for but they're so used to hooking up that they just take that. So it depends on what your intent is when you use the dating app because I've also seen some people using the apps and being really focused. They cut out the BS when it happens, including in themselves, and they go, well, that's not what i'm here for and they they just get focused and they don't engage with people where they don't feel connection yeah so um there's one piece i wanted to share about the 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 rise in loneliness that we're seeing um with with a lot of people in globally because it's a global experience that's happening and a big influence on that is migration and separation between families so right now on the world we have more separation between families just because people have left countries over the last 200 years there's been mass migrations over the last 200 years and also of course we know the current Um, migrations that are happening globally but Mm -hmm. families have been separated more because we've got more transport on the planet we've got planes we've got um, immigration happening at a faster rate than ever before in civilization and what people don't realize is that naturally when you're separated from especially your parents and your grandparents but parents and you lose that connection to your family line, it naturally creates a sense of loss. And I, I grew up with my parents leaving their homeland. So I, I, I witnessed it and I I listened to mum and her feelings. So I, I grew up understanding that. But now I'm seeing a lot of people are experiencing what I saw my mum experience. And I also felt it in myself and people look for dating or they look for relationships to fill that emptiness. So if that's something that when you're on the dating apps or you're looking for social connection and you're feeling there's something there, have a contemplation of where might be the deeper roots of that feeling of disconnect disconnect or loneliness because it may be in your family, it may be something that you're trying to um, resolve, not just for yourself but for the family. And I can share as well from my experience what happened was I realized um, when I healed some of that stuff for my mum, what happened was that the relationships I attracted dramatically shifted. I was attracting people more like um, what you're sharing, Patty, like with your friend, where connections were mutually supportive. So often our relationships with our parents can really impact who we bring into our lives. So that's what I wanted to share on the, um, the reasons behind loneliness. Was there anything else, Patty, that you might like to give people in terms of um, moving by, beyond the mask or anything else that you'd like to share?
1: I think we all need to be just honest with ourselves and look at ourselves. And if we're lonely, reach out to people. If we see somebody else that's lonely, reach out to them and just do it with a kind, kind heart and don't expect
0: anything in return. Hmm. Thank you, Patty. When you say that kind heart without expecting anything in return, how does that feel for you when you reach out to someone? Because I know you're really good at checking in with people.
1: Yeah, I feel really sad because um, a lot of people, when they think you're When you do reach out and you're being nice and friendly, they're thinking it's something else. And that's not the case with kind-hearted people. (laughs) They're just kind-hearted and they do want a friendship. I don't know where our society changed where it's thinking that because you are nice to somebody... That you want to hook up—that's far from that. And Angela, you, you know a lot about that type of stuff, but we need to move, move, and change that, and go back to being kind-hearted and nice to people. And then I think there would be less lonely people in this world. That's my opinion. Hmm.
0: So it's actually creating, what I'm hearing from what you're saying is creating a a vision of when you're reaching out to people, what you would like to experience with them and uh, making that a sense. Well, if your intent is kindness, it can be just, hey, how are you going? Or it can be an intent for getting to know them. Right. Learning about And nothing else. (laughs) And nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting to know the person. Like, hey, how, what you know? Who are you? What are you? What are you interested in? And what makes you tick? One of my friends actually, he has a really great statement. He's like, um, "What are you passionate about?" He's a bit bit of a passionate person. <laughs> Not a bit. He's a passionate person. So he always <laughs> asks a question like that when he meets people. What drives you? What are you passionate about? And I think sometimes people don't have those questions to ask people so you can also just come up with some stock questions if especially if you're socially awkward like I am uh, people think I'm not but they don't know what I've been through so in my brain I, I might come up with a question like uh, oh so where are you from what do you where do you live and people might think that's prying these days but come up with a few different questions. So if you notice that the "where do you live" question doesn't get a great response, you can go, "Well, what brings you here?" Or have some questions um, set up so you can start breaking the ice. And if one question doesn't get engagement, just keep going and and keep trying. Because if you have that kindness, it's not gonna not gonna ever hurt anyone. Right. So, Patty, I wanted. to – can you share about uh, how people can keep in touch with you and also um, anything about your blog post as well, the imposter syndrome?
1: Sure. Um, My website is com, And I have a lot of different that I talk about leadership, self-care, work-life balance, and connecting with others. So I have all kinds of different articles that I've wrote about becoming a better person, uh, being able to connect with others. The imposter syndrome, I think, is one of, we're going to have it in in the show notes down below. But a lot of us go through that trying to be something that we're not or feeling like we're being an imposter. So read up on it. It's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really great article, that one. I liked how it it got me to reflect on other people in my life as well and maybe why I didn't really connect with them. So that was why I really enjoyed that blog post. And for those of you in Sydney, this December 3rd, 2018, uh, there's a workshop I'm hosting called Healing With Your Mother and Father Process. So I'm doing it before Christmas so you can shift any of that old energy and maybe have a a happier, silly season. As we call it in Australia, it's definitely silly down under. And um, (laughs) I've got the link in the description as well. And you can check out that workshop and see if it's something that you would love to experience.
1: Oh, I wish I was in Australia so I could come and
0: see it. I know. I wish I could do it uh, virtually, but it's one of those touchy-feely workshops where you've got to experience it in person. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be hosting it three times a year in Sydney and maybe I'll be coming back to the U.S. to do some as well. We'll see. <laughs> Great name's patty thank you angela great so anybody if you have are uh, watching the recording on facebook or listening to the podcast and you have any tips or questions that you'd like to share please share those and you can also um, join our facebook group building better relationships with patty and angela and we'll put some of the podcasts up there as well with some other posts and different tips and strategies. So, thanks everyone for joining and go out there and connect. Yes, make the world better. Okay. Thanks, Patty. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message. And please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.